recording this computer. Hi, everybody. This is part two with Yvonne. We're having a conversation about Nurtured Heart and about energy um, and about how we've come to Nurtured Heart. Um, I want to, if you haven't watched part one, go find it. It's somewhere out there. Um, I wanted to say what came up for me when you were talking about how Nurtured Heart is all about energy, 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 and how our energy is everywhere and how you can just like feel it and how that's really what this all boils down to is what energy we're bringing to relationship, like how we actually feel about the relationship. Like how I feel about being with you is what you're going to take away from our conversation. If I want to be here, you will walk away feeling good. <laughs> and if I don't want to be here, ultimately you will know that even if I say everything right, you know? Um, so I, something that we show in our workshops is the um, still face experiment. It's a scientific experiment that, or psychological experiment that's out there. It's not nurtured heart owned or anything like that. Um, and, but we show it because it's so clear how even just the baby in the still face experiment is experiencing the energy shift in the mom when the mom stops reacting and just is sitting there with a straight face and is giving the baby her attention because she's not focusing on anything else. She's looking at the baby, but she's not um, engaging in any way. She's just kind of blank. So I did this um, live with a volunteer in a mom group and I actually, afterwards, it was such an awful feeling because it was so awful to ignore someone. It just felt so awful and it was very powerful, but I think like too powerful. The next time I did it, I gave everyone a whole lot more warning of what was going to happen, but it was so, so, so real. The experience, both for me, because I was the one ignoring and both for, and for her being the one, she was just talking to me for two minutes straight. And as she was talking about, I think like a birthday party or something that she had, and I was going to do this experiment. She knew about it. She had watched the video, but she didn't know exactly what I was going to do. And about 30 seconds in, I just stopped reacting to anything she was saying. I was just completely blank. I looked down for a while. I looked to the side for a while, um, just was not at all engaged. And it just was so, it, the experience was so, so real and powerful. And it's just amazing how we really don't, we really do operate on an energetic level, even as adults. We, sometimes we're not listening so much to how we feel, but that awkward feeling of like walking away from a conversation and just like that yuckiness of like, I don't really know. Did I say too much? I don't know. I don't really know if it was received. I don't really know if what I said, like something weird, like we're not necessarily aware of what we're tuning into, but we are dialed in on a certain level. Like there's this and then there's this feeling of like, oh my gosh, I love her. You know, like that was so great. I just want to talk to her more or, you know, just we we get this, we are dialed into energy. And ultimately that sense of like satiation, like relational satiation of like, ah, like connectedness is all about the energy. It's not at all about what we're saying. It's really about, like you said, our facial expression, our eye contact, our our like firsthand experience we talk about, like the, the actual experience of being connected with another human that comes across that is the relationship piece. So yeah, it's super powerful. And, and it's also, I think, empowering because like you said before, it's hard to know necessarily what to say. Sometimes we're not so good at the recognitions. We don't know what quality of greatness it's showing. I don't know exactly what to say. I don't know exactly how to phrase it. But if I am authentically excited about you and I authentically think you're awesome or 
feel so happy to be in your presence or delight in you or just feel a sense of pride to be in your life. Like I just feel this, you know, this that love and and excitement is there and happiness and joy is there. I don't have to say anything. It just, you just know it because I'm smiling. I mean, literally, like I'm just happy to be here. And it's so clear. It's like that that time that we have with people that we really feel comfortable with where we don't talk necessarily. You just kind of sit and you feel good sitting. I, I was just going to say that, Lucy. It reminds me of, because not all the time is it going to be happy feelings, right? There could be a time where you're sharing something that's really sorrowful for you and just having somebody listen to you, leaning in and giving you that face like, get it, or I'm, you know, I'm here for you. So much more important than pretending like, oh yeah, everything's great. You know, like, so yeah, the energy is really, um, it's, it's, it's a connectedness that I'm listening and digesting everything that you're telling me. And I think coming from that place also is a kind of like an insurance that, or at least maybe not an insurance, but at least a setting ourselves up for success to ensure that our, our recognitions will land better with the other person. Because when we're coming from that place of attunement first, and connection first, we give ourselves the opportunity to check in with what they're actually experiencing. And then our recognitions aren't like invalidating or patronizing, or like your son said, like, are you being sarcastic? Like just so like not aligned with anything. Like, where's that even coming from? Because I could be really excited. I mean, I've shared this story in other recordings. I've shared the story in other places, but like you know, I, I told my son once like, wow, you put on your shoes. You're so responsible. You're so, you're so ready to go to school. And he didn't want to put on his shoes and he was putting on his shoes because he felt like he had to. And he reacted so strong. That was a huge reset moment for me of like, whoa, I, that recognition did not land. Right. Like that was, and in retrospect, you know, looking back, I was like, that was so patronizing. It was almost like I was laughing in his face, like, ha I got you to do what I wanted to do. Like, see, you put on your shoes just like I wanted, you know? And he, it was like, so minimizing of his experience. Like, no, I am not the greatness of organization and, and getting up and going to school. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to get up. I don't want to do this. Like, no. So really what was going on for him. And I did recognize him later was you can do hard things. Like mommy basically forced you to go to school when you didn't want to. That's really hard. That's hard for anyone to have to go somewhere where they don't want to. And the fact that you were able to somehow do it shows that you're really strong on the inside and you're really resilient. And it took a lot of respect, I'm sure, to, to be able to do that, even though you really didn't want to. So coming from that place of not, what can I recognize? You know, what can I say? Oh, you're amazing. And you're, it's almost like noisy and annoying. <laughs> like be quiet, stop saying good words. Like, I don't want to hear words. That first step of attuning and being like, Hey, Yvonne, what's going on with you? You know, like, where are you right now? And then from just that open, accepting space of really seeing you, naturally, there's going to be something to appreciate. People are beautiful. People and are I was just going to say, and what you just said about reflecting, you did that. You did. The reason why it was successful was because you took that time to reflect, self-reflection and say, why did that not work? What's, and then you, you changed it to meet him where he was and what he needed. 
right? And so you said it before, and I totally, totally agree with you that it, it's it's a it's more on us than anybody else. It's being really present as to what am I doing, where am I going, and how is that other person reacting to me? Right? Like I'm taking in that person in whatever they're giving me, and I'm giving like a response, an actual response, not what I think they need to hear, not where I want them to go, but an actual sincere, but that authentic piece is so, so vital. Yeah, because we're talking about humans. We're talking about people. Like we're talking to people who are complex and have layers and layers and layers. And it's not going to just be a like, say this, and that's going to work. Like it's not about that. So there's going to be that heart that needs to be there, that nurtured heart approach, that connectedness, that intuition, that leaning in, that trusting our hearts to know, you know, what's really going on. Um, I had a thought and it flew away. Um, So I had a thought on uh, that I wanted to mention, and that's just because it's more recent than, than not, but I found that my work, it all kind of connects together. So there's the nurtured heart piece. There's the trauma-informed care. But then it's this yoga piece that brings everything together. And I feel like, and I, and I, I contemplate a lot, like, why is it, what, what does yoga bring to the table that makes everything connect? And it, because a lot of people sometimes think yoga is just exercise and it really isn't. There's this piece where, you know, you're making sounds that allow your body to, to just kind of relax. Then there's the movement that allows your, your stretching of muscles and your organs and, you know, being present of your physical. And then there's the meditative part that takes your mind into everything. And so I just like, I can't say enough about it because I see like it all matches together. You do the yoga. It, it, it really allows you to reset, get yourself really aware, have any trauma informed, anything in trauma, it's going to be, it's going to work on fixing it. Right. And so it's like, ah. Well, tell me more about that. Like, tell me, you know, like, what does that look like? What is that? What does yoga practice look like in all of with all of these pieces? Well, that's basically what I was just saying is taking the time to get into the practice is not rushing and doing exercise. It's becoming very mindful, right, of where I am and what I, they usually set an intention. So what am I going to do for myself? I'm going to be calm or, I, you know, I'm going to work on productivity, whatever it is. And then when we, we do OM, but you can do any of the, you know, things. But when I was younger, I used to think, oh, I can't do OM because I'm not Hindu and it has nothing to do with being Hindu. <laughs> Even if you do an Amen, it's like anything. It's, it's, it's interesting how all these various religions have similar sounds. Hmm. And the sounds are just a peacefulness that comes within the body as the vocal cords are, are pronouncing them. Huh. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I've never even thought of that. Wow. Okay. So then you have your you have your centering of where you want to go and what your intention, and then you slowly get into warming up the body because you never want to get into anything by just rushing, because it's your body, it's like your temple, and you want to take care of it. So then you know you do a various stretches, whatever your your you know instructor helps you get through, and then you get into the asanas, the poses, and each pose has a, a has a, a reason why you're doing it you know, and then, and they'll explain it. Like each pose has a, a certain thing for the body. And so by the end of various poses of within an hour, you've gone through and you've stimulated your entire body. I don't know what exercise does that for you. I mean, I know swimming is pretty good, but, yeah. but without getting in the water and, you know, just being, and what I like about it and similar to what I had mentioned to you before, Musi, is 
I like Nurtured Heart because it's um, it's available for everyone, or it should be available for everyone that anybody can access it, right? I like yoga for that same reason. It doesn't require a lot of money to do it. You know, in North America, we say get a mat, but really you don't even need a mat. You just need a flat surface and something that you're not going to slip on. And um, so I believe that anything that we can do for people, any walk of life to allow yourself to get centered and be the best person you can be, that's the way to go. Hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's, it's so, it's so the prerequisite because I remember my thought, look at that. Um, because yeah, I can't tune into someone else when I'm all over the place here. I can't know what's going on with you if I don't know what's going on with me. And um, it takes that, it takes that pause and it takes that work. It's like anything else. I come for a quick fix for my kid. I learn that I have to work on me. <laughs> like I have to know what I'm contributing. I have to know where my energy's at. I have to know what I'm focusing on, what I'm watering, where I'm showing up. So anything that's going to ground me and bring me back here so that I could then be intentional about what I'm looking for, what I appreciate tuning in is, has, has to happen first. So yeah. when I first started, I had been doing yoga for like over 20 years. When I first started um, trying to get back into it, my mind was racing because I was working with so many people with so many different, um, you know, um, traumas that it was hard for me to like, you know, because that's secondary trauma, I'm taking it all in. And how do I even deal with this? And so, um, you know, when people say to you, just breathe, sometimes you just can't. <laughs> it's hard. Like, you know, just what do you breathe? I don't want to breathe, you know? <laughs> However, <laughs> and that's what I was like, they'd say, just take a breath. And I'm like, <laughs> I could see like that short breath. I just couldn't just take a breath. However, with yoga practice, it allowed me because I'm stretching because I'm holding a pose. Oh, guess what? I'm breathing. Whoa. And then the slow, the slow moments of, you know, we're just going to breathe for a minute. Then it was easy to, you know, remember, oh, we have three different parts of where our breath comes from. Couldn't do it the first day. Right. But it's like nurture heart. It's this gradual, small, incremental. And then the next thing you know, hey, I'm doing a headstand without touching the wall. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's wow. crazy. Yeah, it's it's so how we said something in one of the recordings that I um, that I use that about like the heart is and he says this all the time. Also, like the heart is experiencing it anyways. Something something like that. I, I don't remember exactly the quote, but that idea that like. Our body, and this is the trauma-informed piece, I think, as well, bringing all three together. Our our body and our hearts, our psyche, our everything is experiencing our life all the way through. All those, everything we hear, everything we see, everything we say, everything we experience, it is taking its toll. It is marking a spot in there. It's where our body's moving in through the physical space that we're in all the time with us. Like, it's all happening. And the more integrated we can become, we are harnessing, harvesting, we can use the nurtured heart words, right? Bringing in all the intensity. We are becoming more, um, we are creating more access to ourselves and, and more flow within ourselves and opening more opportunities for us to be more whole and more, more integrated, more at peace. It's just, it's like, I'm dragging all this. If I'm not pausing to integrate, if I'm not pausing to become attuned, I'm just, I, it's not that the stuff isn't there because I don't feel it. 
I'm dragging my arms, I'm dragging my shoulders, I'm dragging my back, you know, all the pieces that are all tight and wound up because they're not getting that opportunity to release and relax. They're, they're there with me and it's just weighing me down. You know, it's, it's all there. So that integration is freeing and it's empowering and it's giving me, it's that embrace instead of racing against where it's like, I can own all of this and I can, I can step forward. I, I guess I'm not being so clear, but it's, I'm, ex, I'm experiencing it that I'm saying, as I'm saying it, it's that experience of expansion and wholesome integration. That's so grounding and open and again, allows for me to be fully here so that I can fully see you, receive you and connect with you from a place of you, not just from a place of me. I mean, I just think about this, the simplest example of like when somebody's stressed out and you say to them, what are you feeling right now? And, and it's, I don't know, I'm just so upset. I'm angry and whatever, whatever. How do you feel physically? And then they'll start saying, well, my heart's beating really fast or I'm feeling a lot of stress in my neck. And it, it is so clear that they're connected. The way you feel translates to your body. And then somehow it it it, it will either crunch up or it, it will it will tell you, I'm not happy <laughs> with what's happening. So I, I love using that um that description because when you say it, people can get it. But not often do we sit there and actually analyze like what am I feeling? Let's put a let's put a feeling to what's happening right now. Now what's the physical feeling in my body? Yeah. I think it's just natural to want to run, to, to want to fix, to want to go. Like, it's like, there's a problem. So let's go at it and to, to pause and turn backwards. I remember someone once said, put down, I don't know where this comes from. Maybe it's a quote with an author. I don't know, but put down the, put down the magnifying glass and pick up the mirror. It's such a like good visual for me. Um, yeah. And a mentor once told me um, when I was just early in preschool and felt like, there was so much chaos in my classroom and I didn't know where to be and when, and I was getting all wound up. She said, when you first learn how to drive, you know, your knee-jerk reaction might be to like, when there's two cones or you're in a, you know, small alley to just zoom, to just get past it. But any seasoned driver knows that when you're trying to get through a small space, slow down, check your mirrors, inch, 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 maybe back up a little bit, inch, 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 inch. It's like, slow down and you'll become more aware to the nuances and the little spaces and you'll be able to make that intentional maneuver to get you safely through slower not faster you know and so i'm feeling like crazy and or or stressed or angry or frustrated and my i can tell, speak for myself my major reaction is to be like all right everybody around me like and everything <laughs> around me just like get normal okay like just <laughs> We just got it like bulldoze, like get through this. And, but if I just pause and come back to here, that's where real transformation can happen. I can unpack and I can get grounded and I can experience the physical sensations and come to what's physio physiologically under that physical sensation, start moving some of that energy around and working with it towards who I actually want to be and everything's calmer and everything's clearer and choices are become more obvious. And I just, I'm at peace and I can make those decisions with intention and with integrity to my values. And it's so powerful, but it's not my go-to first. I want to go bite. I don't think to 
it's that pause. I feel like that pause is a gift. When I have that pause, it's a gift. And it's definitely changes with time and like becomes more, it's definitely a lot more natural to me now to pause than it used to be. I do see that dial changing my default setting, but definitely in the beginning of Nurtured Heart, I was able to look at the end of the day back to my day and be like, oh, I could have paused there and I could have paused mm-hmm. there and I could have paused there. And that was good. That was progress for me to recycle yep. it afterwards. But those first times where I was able to reset in the moment and be like, oh, wait, I want to go change everyone around me. This is a good moment for me to pause. They were magical. They felt like gifts. Like like I was getting a gift to know to pause that I couldn't do for myself. And I do feel like that. And I feel like I'm, I'm religious. I pray every day. But it's part of what I'm praying for is that gift of of presence, of awareness, of remembering to pause, because I do feel like that's a lot out of my control a lot of times. And the the gift of knowing to pause, once I pause, I have a lot of answers, but just that. So so it's interesting that you brought up prayer because I think the way I look at it, that in itself is a pause. And that's a very meditative um, act. And unfortunately, not all of our society takes the time to do whatever kind of prayer. Right. And so if you're if you think about it, I mean, I, I've been thinking about it a lot, because um, if you think about like organized religion from way back, you know, everybody has a sequence. They have a sequence of quiet time. They have a sequence of physical. Right. Stand up, bend over, kneel down. Everybody has it. And then and I'm thinking, well, yeah, doesn't that make sense? Because our bodies need it. We calm ourselves down because we're praying, we're meditating. It's just like, it all makes sense. And then of course there was the diet, you know, you shouldn't do this on, on this day or whatever, but everybody has a diet too, so that you're feeding yourself nutritiously. But then, you know, fast forward, not everybody, you know, is, is adhering to all that now. So then we look for another way of trying to get back. Yeah. That makes sense. It's the intention. It's the, in, it's living with intention. That we keep, I think, as a human race, maybe coming back to in one form or another, that it's you can't just default your way through it. You could, but to get the meaning and to get the satisfaction and to get the relationships we want and even the success we want, there has to be that pause, that that big pause, and then those little pauses to real. It's just we're, life was not meant to just like ride our way through, you know. I think it's also a little bit of adulting that has to happen because as kids, we are just riding, riding our way through. We don't have to think that much. Yeah. It's just all about being taken care of. And there's this level of growing up of like, oh, I got to actually think about what I want, who I am. <laughs> what so I you had mentioned to me this before when you said, well, how is it? How did you um, get into it? Like, what were the, the, the steps that got you to the next level? And when you were speaking earlier, it reminded me of the sense of, when things would happen and they didn't happen the way I wanted to and reflecting on it, like you said, at the end of the day, well, what happened? Why did I lose it? And then reflecting and thinking, well, you know what? You only lost it twice as it compared to last, you know, yesterday was five times. So you're getting better. And so if you're doing, you're working at it, know that, you know, that's a success, even if it's, you know, it's not a perfect day, but it's where you're headed. That's where you want to go. So don't, uh, feel bad about it and said, celebrate and say, you know, look at me. I, I was able to, you know, take it back and pause twice today, even if I didn't, you know, lost it three times and then slowly, slowly you get better and better. And it's just a really nice to watch that progression. 
I love so much. And it's, it's a piece that like, I try to get across as often as possible, but maybe you have to experience it also that nurtured heart doesn't have a bar of success. There isn't a, you have to get to this point because no matter where you're at, you cycle in those three stands. You refuse to energize the negativity of it. And you just dial in whatever the incremental success, the baby step, the fact that right now you're using the three stands, the fact that right now you're resetting and you just keep focusing on, on there's no, you know, there's no perfection not required. This is all part of the process. I'm learning from this. There's greatness here. And it's just the cycle that goes on and on and on. You can never fail. You can never fail at Nurtured Heart. But I will say this, Lucy, without self-reflection, you can, I don't want to say stagnate, but there is, like, if you want to grow, there has to be some self-reflection to say, okay, this is what where what happened. This is where I'd like to be. So you know where you're, I guess, placing your energies as you go forward. Do you, does that make sense? What I'm, yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. And I can even like plug that into the three stands and say that that's part of clarity, right? Setting myself up for success, figuring out what I need to do differently or better. And also in it's all of it. In stand two, I have to reflect about where my intentions are, my focus, like it's just all there. Um, and I think that, and this was the thought that had floated out of my head. I'll pull it in here um, again, is that it, for me, true stand one, and it, it keeps getting deeper and deeper for me, like that onion that keeps peeling, um, that really stand one, I really, like, I feel like the foundational belief for me is that really people, people are good and people make sense. And that if I am perceiving a situation as negative, then the reason why I need to pause with stand one is because there's something I'm not seeing or understanding yet. Because if I fully understood and if I fully like was in the shoes of the other person or like was fully seeing the whole other person or connected to the whole other person, I wouldn't be perceiving this as negative. It would make sense. And I would mm -hmm. see the beauty of how that person is showing up with whatever's going on and with whatever they're experiencing. And so the, it's like the reset for me and stand one for myself is the fact that I see negativity at all. That's why I have to pause because I don't believe that the negativity is true. I believe that I'm believing a lie. And so I need to pause long enough to look hard enough to find the truth because I believe that the negative is not true. Yeah, I repeated myself, but yes, it's very powerful because I do like... I, I suggest this to parents sometimes, like pull out your baby's, your, your picture, your kid's baby pictures. Remember those moments when you first met them. Remember the love you felt. And this is true of even someone who's adopting an older child. What, when you first took them, what were your feelings, right? Like, why did you do it? <laughs> there was a certain belief, a certain love, a certain knowing of this amazing being that has a purpose and has and, and has meaning and the world needs this person, right? We wouldn't do it otherwise. Like this, this new human, it's just so exciting. And so I had a baby 15 months ago. So for me, this was such an experience, this like new nurtured heart baby, because I have four kids, but this was my nurtured heart baby. And it mm -hmm. was just this like, this like absolute clarity that this little baby is such a magical contribute contribution to the world. Like just, I don't even know what it's going to be, but I just know it's great. It's so obvious at that baby stage. 
So bring that in as the foundational belief that I'm going to stand by. That is like the bottom line truth. And then like, I'm feeling negative. I'm, I'm all I'm seeing is this kid's like constant struggle or challenge. And then it's like, well, I know that that can't be the truth because I know that this child is here on purpose. And I know that this child makes sense. And I know that there's so much that this child is needed for in the world. So I'm not giving up stand one. I'm not going to get in here until I can find that. And I'm not going to stop looking for it because I remember that the truth of this child is greatness. Like holding on to that and just not stopping until I find that, like that's stand one for me, really. So this, this reminds me of bringing back trauma-informed care. And when we're talking to people and we're trying to get them to think, well, what's beneath the behavior, right? And there's various things you can go and do like checks. Is it biological? Is it developmental? You know, on and on. But the one, the last one really gets me is no child would be disruptive because they're looking out for their their best interest. So you wouldn't you wouldn't hurt yourself. You wouldn't be hurting others if you're looking after your best interest. And so it's like taking that time to reflect if somebody's screaming, there's got to be something more to it. And like what you said about your stand one, you're absolutely right, right? So don't take it as like that Q-tip. Don't take it quit taking it personally. It's not you. But there's something that's that's causing this behavior and be curious as to what it is as opposed to trying to like, you know, capture and say, this is the reason why you're doing this. Yeah, yes. And for me, it's not enough to just do that because Nurtured Heart says so and Stand One says no negativity. I need that essence. And I think that that's the brilliance of also how the workshop set up that we start with is intensity, the enemy talking about greatness and as intent, that intensity is life force and all that and inner wealth, because I need that belief that is motivating or, or enabling me to be able to stand with my stand one, that like what I'm, I feel is so big right now. I feel, you know, I, I feel like everything's bad right now. And this is really hard. And I can't imagine how there's any greatness in this, or this makes any sense at all. Right. Like, I'm so sure the child is at fault right now. Like I'm so sure of it. And, but that belief that I can remember, even if I don't feel it right now, no, 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 no. I know that I believe in inner wealth. I know that I believe in great, like I believe in that. And so that helps me to then say, okay, so then, so then I, so then I can leave with curiosity without that negativity because I, I'm holding on to that belief. Like I need that to hold on to, to have a real stand one that isn't just white knuckling pressure cooker, ignoring behavior, you know, waiting, just holding it in for an extra few seconds until I erupt. Um, because that's not real for, that's not real. Yeah. That's like what white knuckling It's not real transformation. Yeah. Ah, this has been so cool. I just, it's such a gift for me to have these conversations and I get to meet so many cool people. Um, I want to recognize you, Yvonne. Um, you have so much just graceful wisdom. Like everything just kind of pours out of you in this very gentle, soothing way that it's, it's very, um, it's clear and, and you, 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 like, I can see that like you are authentic. You believe every word you're saying, but it comes across so gently and so gracefully. Um, it's a certain, like, I don't know, like graceful confidence. That's makes it really, really nice to listen to. And, um, I just, 
I'm grateful for the world that you're showing up with your wisdom, that you're sharing it at home and at, at your work and with so many people. Um, and I just feel grateful to have had this conversation with you. Oops, I lost you. One second. There you are. Um, thank you, Missy. You know, I wanted to tell you this um, throughout the time that I've known you, and I think it's been over a year because I remember your baby <laughs> and I remember you coming to those um, Zoom meetings. Uh, what I appreciate so much about you is that your willingness to um, explain things to, and especially I think it's more so for um, parents where you, you know, your, your stress on your, your assisting others and, and is that you walk them through the actual feeling that you experience. Mm. And, and it's not like, like when you were asking me, well, can you give me an example? You give examples all the time. And I think that's what people really appreciate is that it's not like this person up here talking down to the parents, but you're right on your road and you're saying, you know what, I've done this, try, I'm going to try this next time. It's really, in, you know, the, that instant from a peer level. Hmm. So, and, and I know it's authentic. Well, I can own that because I mean, yes, I am in the, I am in the battlefield every single day. I have all my kids and their intensities and my own intensities and my husband's intensity. And this house is just a, uh, <laughs> an explosion <laughs> of intensity every single day. But yeah, I have the nurtured heart to keep me. And I always say that for me, um, the work that I do with nurtured heart is really enhancing my parenting, enhancing my own ability to stay again, aligned with my, with integrity to my values. Um, so yes, thank you. Thank you for noticing. Absolutely. And thank you for inviting me here to chat with you. I love it. It was just a wonderful, almost hour. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All righty. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed and um, I'll put in the little comment box beneath how to find us and till next time. See you later. <laughs>